Hello Taurus friends, I'm Annie Botticelli and welcome to my Taurus September 2021 Astrology Must Knows. Definitely go to AnnieHelpsYou.com where you can see all of the free goodies that I make for you each month. You don't want to miss anything I work hard to make you. And if you'd like to be an astrologer as your profession, or if you would like to do astrology to help your friends and your family and yourself, you will love my very crazy comprehensive Becoming a Professional Astrologer Mastery course. So you can check that out at loomlife.com, L-U-M-E, life.com. So what's going on this month? We've got two must-knows for Taurus. First of all, before we get into our major must-knows for the month list, one is that this is for you if Taurus is your sun sign, but it's also for you if Taurus is your rising or your moon or Mercury, Venus, Mars. People are complicated. Every individual is as complex as the universe itself, and therefore we have lots of layers to us and to our experience, and you can go deeper and deeper into those layers with astrology. It's one of my favorite things about it. So you can go deeper into the different charts that you have for your placements, and this is for you regardless of your Taurus placement. The next thing is that late degree Taurus friends. So basically May 15th through the rest of the sign, like very late degree, late, late degree, May 15th through the rest of the sign or around 24 to 25 degrees through the rest of the sign. I also suggest that you watch my Gemini horoscopes or listen to the Gemini podcast because your, you late degree friends have a more complex read and you will get a more complete picture of your story, astrological story, if you watch or listen to both Taurus and Gemini. Okay, so the first major must know is that the tides are turning this month. You know that all of my work is centered around aligning with the natural rhythms of the universe. That's the name of my most recent book, Planetology, How to Align with the Natural Rhythms of the Universe. And everything that I focus on is trying to help you to do that. So understanding these rhythms is key to having the best experience possible and making the most of the potentials. So major must know is to understand the difference between direct planets and retrograde planets, especially when we're talking about those closest to us. So Mercury, Venus, Mars, when they go into retrograde, it's a time when the tides are coming in. When they're direct, it's a time when the tides are going out. So from around July 7th through around September 7th, we've got the tides going out. Tides going out means you can set your boat afloat, you can launch your, you know, because the tides are going out. You're not paddling against the tide. And it just naturally is being supported to go out to sea. So the same thing if you're trying to launch your creative baby, if you're trying to make plans, plan for the future, strategize, um, contracts, agreements, things that you're trying to set for the future for the long term. You've got these beautiful stars between around July 7th and around September 7th that support that. But do know that here in the first week of September, although we're still in that window, it's very quickly going to start to change around September 7th. And every day we're going to get deeper into the retrograde web. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. It's just a thing to be aware of because anything that was set will now start to be called into question. We're back into that time where think back to like May, June, when we we're in the retrogrades as well, where it's like you can't plan that far ahead. You don't really know what's going on. You know, everything is kind of coming up. Things are breaking, miscommunications, things from the past to deal with. The retrogrades bring those type of energies. So we're going to have a return to that type of energy the deeper we get into September and for the predominance of September and for most of October as well. Okay, so that's a major must know. Astrologers will often talk about the difficulties of Mercury retrograde, and I just mentioned a few. But one of the, the things I want to really focus on are the blessings of the retrograde and how you can maximize them. So I'm going to give you, I talk about this in my book, I talk about this in some blogs. 
I'm going to give you some things that I love that are must-knows about Mercury Retrograde opportunities. The first is to free flow with as little of agenda of an agenda as possible. If you can say no to committing to everything and anything and making plans during this time, or the plans that you make, you either make them in pencil, okay? Your pencil is your friend in the retrograde time. If you tell people, I don't know for sure if I can make it, I will pencil it in, that will take the pressure off of you so that when circumstances happen and you can't make it, that you don't feel as bad. Taurus people like to follow through with the things that they say they're going to do. So this can really be of a special help, a special help for you Tauruses, because I know you don't want to commit to something and then not do it. You'll go through mighty, 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 mighty difficult things to follow through with what you say you're going to do. So if you just say, I'm not completely sure I can do it, then if you need your out, you have it. Also, Taurus people tend to hold people to something they say they're going to do, as we should, right? This is, we want people to be reliable, we want people to follow through, but know that during this time, people are less likely to follow through and a lot of it might not actually be their fault. So if you just have a lower expectation that things that you plan are going to happen the way that they are supposed to, even if they wind up happening that way, they may get called into question. Like you've got an event and it looks like it's going to rain and now we're not sure what's going to happen and maybe it, the rain will pass and it won't happen. You know, I mean, it will happen still. The fact that it will get called into question can bring some anxiety. So the more you can just make tentative plans or not plan at all, the better. And the more you can not even plan for the future. This is a time when things right in front of you, right here, right now, are what matter the most. And that's a natural thing for Taurus placements anyway, because you are you are very focused on taking care of what you see and what has to be done in your immediate field. So one of the major things we want to must, we must know this month is that when you leave this space in your schedule, you're leaving space for last minute magic. And this is something that I've seen through tracking these um, retrogrades for decades, is that a lot of last minute opportunities come in. Oh, you wanna go do this thing, I have an extra ticket, or you wanna go take this trip, I've got you know, got this, this special that came up. The less scheduled you are, the more you leave room for that last minute magic, and you don't have to go through an ordeal or not get to do it because you're so booked up. This is an amazing time for studying and teaching and learning and taking classes and exploring and playing. And there are three things, a checklist that I have. In the book Planetology, I've got checklists for all of um, all of the personal planets retrograde, being retrograde. So I'll give you some snippets into the Mercury retrograde now. If something is low stakes or short-term or flexible, it's usually fine to say it's a go in this time. So September, most of October, if anything is you know, in that category. So let's say um, you wanna study something because studying and um, education comes up a lot in Mercury Retrograde. If it's a course that either you can completely afford it, no big deal, meaning it's low stakes, so if you commit to it, it's not gonna be a problem for you, then it's fine. Let's say it's a stretch and you can't, it's a little bit more than you, know, you think you can afford, but you really wanna do it. If it's short term, fine. Or if it's not short term, but it's flexible, meaning you you can do it as you're ready, it's go at your own pace, you've got time to complete it, then that's the kind of thing. If it satisfies one of those requirements, the same thing with agreements. Let's say you're moving. Getting into a one-year lease is kind of a difficult thing to do in that time because it's probably going to change. But if you can afford it, or there's some flexibility in it, then it might be okay to have that it's long-term, you see? So it's like, 
you just want to think about this. But basically, in general, if something is high stakes, like super expensive, or whatever other high stakes is, not easily changeable, and it's not flexible, and it's long term, then those are the things you want to seriously consider maybe putting off until the end of October, beginning of November. Okay, so the next big must know is that we've got a rest this month between the eclipse cycles. Tauruses need to be on alert that the next eclipse cycle that we have, which is going to be October, November, and December, because even though we don't have an eclipse in October, the season starts up because four to six weeks before the eclipses, which are in November and December, is when things start to get really active with the changes that are happening. And Tauruses are going to be in the hot seat starting in October because the Taurus-Scorpio eclipse season begins, okay? So that's a big must-know for Tauruses. But here we are in September, and you have a little bit more time to recover and to integrate from the May, June, almost, you know, part of July um, eclipse season, and you're not quite yet into the big changes. So you kind of just have a little break before that starts to happen. Another must know about us being in this little break time is that the eclipse cycle, the Sagittarius-Gemini eclipse cycle that started around spring of 2020, which is when everything started shutting down, not a coincidence there, that that eclipse cycle will be ending at the end of 2021 and into the just early part of, of 2022. So I'm hoping that a lot of the integration period and the things that went on with COVID, that the worst of that will be over by then. Um, of course, we're always going to be dealing with it, you know, uh, in one way or another, the changes or whatever, but that the bulk of the changes in the integration that happened hopefully will end with that eclipse cycle. And a lot of things that you've been doing on a personal level, how you've been personally affected by everything going on in the world, that might come to some sort of conclusion or some sort of end towards the end of the year. So hopefully if there are any challenges, those will get wrapped up. Okay, so I've had a lot of requests for bringing back the visuals of the charts. I've been super busy. There's a lot more editing that I have to do and work that I have to do to put the visuals in. So I can't commit to doing it every month. But for the September reports, we are going to have the visuals. So let's check out some more must-knows with these visuals. The first thing that we want to talk about, and I'll note that I'm using the early degree chart, so that's, um, well, it's the early degree chart, but everything that I'm talking about is true for all Taurus placements, so don't let it throw you off that that's the chart I'm using, because anything I'm talking about will be the same for early, middle, and late degree Taurus, and if it's different, I will let you know. So just to first start out here, we've got a lot of Virgo energy still. And that is great for Taurus because that makes that beautiful astro kiss, I like to call it, a trine. The most favorable aspect in all of astrology is being made. And so, you know, actions and organization and systems being created and focusing on clearing up unfinished projects and just, you know, those kind of blessings, very material, substantial blessings can be coming in at that time. And that speaks your language and is in your flow. Then we've got these energies of Libra creeping in, and this is going to bring for everyone in the zodiac partnerships and relationships into the forefront. And the fact that Mercury is going to be retrograde in that sign as well means that people are going to be questioning their relationships for better and worse. They're going to be going back to old things that worked. You know, they're going to be um, people from the past um, and situations from the past will either come up to be dealt with again. And so that's going to be a definite must know. 
And the angle that these Libra planets make with Taurus aren't as smooth, but it's nothing to fear. It's just to know that there's going to be pressure from your relationships or on your relationships. And that just might mean that you're overstimulated because people around you need help and you're working on some things. I mean, it doesn't have to be a very big deal or very stressful per se, but it does put a pressured situation um, into play here with your relationships. So that that's a must know. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is the fields of experience that are highlighted at this time. All of these little pie pieces or pizza slices, whatever you want to call them, all throughout the whole chart, are called houses. And houses are fields of experience that we have as humans. We all have them. Nobody gets out of them. They're all, you know, they're all there as, as our human, our collective human experience. So when we've got planets moving through certain houses, it brings those fields of experience front and center and more active and busy. And the more planets there are in those placements, the more lines of energy there are activating for us. Okay, so this fifth and sixth house are very active for the early degree placements, for the middle degree placements, and even for the late degree placements. Okay, so again, what we're talking about, we're using this early degree chart, but this is true for all of you. The fifth house has to do with romance and true love and children and creativity and your passions coming to life, people seeing you, people giving you recognition, fun and hobbies and pleasure and your bucket list stuff is all being accentuated. And not only is, it, is this being accentuated, but your sixth house of Virgo, your health, your stress management or lack thereof, your diets, your regimens, your pets, your relationship with animals, your work, your daily work, your um, self-employment, your, your work dynamics, all of that is also being strongly highlighted from the sixth house. Now we're going to add another layer to this. As I was talking about before, everything in life has all of these different layers that are happening all at the same time. And so all of these houses are activated for you. But then we've got aspects with Pluto, Saturn, and Jupiter that are trines, the most favorable in all of astrology. So these Earth planets are going to come and trine Pluto. The air planets are going to come and trine Saturn and Jupiter. And this is going to add more layers of blessings that come from any of the challenges that happen in these houses or can just further bless any of the sweet things that were already going on there. So let's look at the houses that are additionally aspected with these outer planets. Take a little peek here and see what other storylines are coming through. So we see for the early degree, those planets are in the 10th and 11th houses. You can see for the middle degree, now remember the early degree is the um, basically April born or, um, yeah, April born or zero to nine degrees. And then the middle degree, which is basically like May 1st through 10th, or 10 to 19 degrees. You guys have your ninth and 10th with these trines. And then the late degree, which is our 20 to 29 degrees, or like May 11th through the rest of the sign, you guys also have your ninth and 10th houses accentuated, okay? So what are the same and what is different? What the same, what is the same for every Taurus placement is that the 10th house is accentuated with some of the trines or so that is one thing you have in common. So that is your work. We already said that you've got employment, self-employment, work dynamics activated here. So now here's another line of energy. So if you're a Taurus out of a job, this can really support you. If you are a Taurus who's trying to start a business, not necessarily that launching things, we talked about the tides going in and out, um, 
you know, you may or may not, unless you've you've launched in like the end of July, August, possibly early September, we're kind of going into now like the editing phase, the redoing, the kind of re-evaluating re things you might have launched in that open phase. But the chances for blessings from the past coming back for your work or career or your dad or father figures or bosses helping you out are accentuated or again recognition comes up here now for those of you who don't have to work for money this still can be your volunteer work you know if you're retired it can be your projects your humanitarian projects or just ways that you're showing up with your gifts let's say that you are retired and you do art projects and maybe you have a little showing at a coffee shop or something and you know this is like getting your work out into the world it has nothing to do with money or employment but it's just you doing your industry and getting it out. Okay, so that is for everybody. Now we talked about how the early degree friends, so that's the April born or zero to nine degrees, also are having the um, energies echoing into the 11th house. Now even though Jupiter is still, this line is kind of deceiving because Jupiter is kind of still here, um, but it is close enough to the 11th house that some things can come up, okay? So when planets are close to something else, it affects where it is, and then it affects where the energy is flowing. It's like an orb of energy. So if the planet is here in the 10th house, but the energy is extending into the 11th house. So you early degree friends, you're having some of this energy support, you're networking, you're these, um, you know, uh, working on a team or a group or your internet-based projects and things like that, uh, technology, you might have some extra blessings there. Friendships, acquaintances, social media, things like that. Now, if we go into just the Mayborn, we talked about how the ninth house is accentuated for you middle and late degree friends. So the ninth house has to do with the teaching, learning, education, languages, international business, publishing, speaking, spiritual studies, churches, uh, anything having to do with international travel or international business, or just finding positive solutions or optimism, having some hope in an area where you didn't have it before. Those for the Mayborn, those trines that we've got with these planets can accentuate that for you. Something else that is a must know as we wrap up here is that we do have way more salty aspects this month than we do sweet ones. If you want a complete write-up of all of the sweet aspects, all of the salty aspects, what they are, what the dates are, what the aspects are, when, what you can expect from them, delivered into your inbox one month early, you definitely want to sign up for my free email newsletter at AnnieHelpsYou.com. Don't worry, this is not a newsletter list where you sign up and it goes to other people and all of that crap. I do not like that at all. I only send out around three emails a month and they're all completely content rich with all of the information that will assist you with the month and the energies and to make the most of all of the potentials. So we've got, um, so with these salty aspects, what I'm likening this to is like a road with a lot of speed bumps. You're not gonna get to go very far or fast without having a little bump. So, but you can avoid trouble by just enjoying the bumps. Like, wee, okay, there's a bump. Let's go slow. Wee, there's a bump, okay? So that's way different. That's why it's good to know about these things beforehand because if you're bumping and you're like, ah, what the heck's going on? This is jostling me, I don't like this. Then it's it's not going to feel good. But if you know, you gotta take it slow, you gotta take it careful and steady, and that there are gonna be little bumps, but they'll pass quickly. 
um, and to really just enjoy the ride more instead of trying to get to the destination that's going to completely change how you experience what's going on at this time. Okay, so I've given you lots of information about the energies at work and play this month to help you make the most of the potentials. If you'd like even more information, go to AnnieHelpsYou.com. That is the interface for all of the free goodies that I make for you each month. Also, if you would like to be an astrologer as your profession, if you're a homeschooling parent, if you want to stay working from home, if you want to make your own hours and earn money from your love for astrology, I can help you do that. Check out my Becoming a Professional Astrologer Mastery course at loomlife.com, L-U-M-E life.com. This course is great for you even if you don't want to do this work as your profession. If you just want to help yourself, your own self-development, help your family and friends, you can learn everything you need to know in that course at loomlife.com. Also, I have lots of free courses at that site so you can check out all of more free goodies there. I hope you have a wonderful month and I'll see you next month. Bye!